Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning. Good morning, Dad. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Full Good. belly. Full heart. Betty. Oh, it's so, so <laughs> Something looks a little different if I had well, to. Well, I got new glasses yesterday. You, you did? Like, you like them? They are nice. Very nice. They're nice. They're Well, it's funny because I was just like looking at you. I was like, does he have his glasses on? Because they're, you don't have a frame anymore. No, I, I'm really happy because I've always wanted rimless glasses. And I, I guess I have bad eyes. And It sounds time, like it. <laughs> I know. And every time I went, they would say, you know, well, you could get titanium or something, but they had to be metal and a frame, a dark frame. That's why my old glasses that I had had a frame. So then I was looking at plastic lenses, but then he said I could have these silhouette glasses that there's nothing around the, the lenses. So and I'm that's really what happy. you always wanted. Yeah. But what are you going to tell me now? Because you'll have this look <laughs> on your face. Well, I mean... I don't want to, you know, what is the term? Burst my bubble. Burst your bubble, <laughs> rain on your parade, shit in your oatmeal. Yeah, you um, will. You will. The plastic frames are really in style now. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. So you finally, finally are able to get the silhouette frames you've always wanted. And you're able to get them when the plastic frames you've been able to get for years are finally back in style. Are these out of style? No, I mean, but you keep things for a long time, so... This is the new uniform, and you'll have those glasses for the next five plus years. Probably. Probably longer. Yeah. So I think it's good. You don't really, can't really tell that you're wearing glasses. All right. Well, I guess that, that's not bad, right? And I mean, listen, Dad, you're not really a high fashion guy, so it would so. be a little odd for you to all of a sudden, you know, look yeah, like I designer it, Joe. I think it kind of goes with the button down shirts and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see how those do at the beach. Oh, well, I. I, I heard I, Mom this morning talking to you about a potential beach trip for tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Bless you. I know. But it is what it is. But maybe I'll order, maybe I'll go and order like sunglasses or something. Yeah, you know, actually, it's kind of funny because I don't think I've ever seen you in sunglasses. I don't wear. I don't like wearing sunglasses. I never because wear them. you don't like to be well equipped for things you don't want to do. Correct. And yes, if you if had I, sunglasses, it would be more of a commitment that you should probably be in the sun. Yeah, because then I'm like, <laughs> well, you're ready for the beach, you know. So. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> All right, so I guess if I got sunglasses, I'd get the plastic one. I should, you see, I should have gone with you when I picked these out. That's the I've problem. I've been saying this to you for years. That is the problem because I didn't know what I don't know. So you left me up to my own devices, and I picked something. Well, I didn't even know that you were going shopping for glasses, Dad. Why don't you try communicating a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm gonna have to get another pair. <laughs> hey, nice little transition. Speaking of vision, what we wanted to talk about today is creating a personal vision, creating mm -hmm. a personal mission statement. Yes, that's right. And this is something that I did with my team at one point, and it was a pretty fun exercise back when we were having in-person meetings and team building and in-person. But we did a mission statement exercise where we kind of went big picture from what the company's mission was, drilled it down to our team's mission, and then kind of looked at how we fit into the big picture. 
So maybe that's something that we can talk about today a little so bit, So that Dan. would be a personal mission statement. Our personal mission statement Very or our personal vision yes. for ourselves. Yes. Kind of like good. our guiding principles. Yeah. It's very important and overlooked. I don't think many people do it. In right. In fact, I have to do one. See, I finally get to teach you something. Yes. So teach me. Well, I don't have much to teach other than to say... <laughs> you don't, do you? <laughs> I don't have much to teach other than to say I thought it was a really cool exercise. And one of the things I did was actually, and I think it was at some event I attended, but I wrote my own obituary. And it was kind of a moment when you think about what you would want. I mean, it's it's dark a bit, right? Uh, I would think so. <laughs> it's a little dark. But if you take the whole, you know, death thing out of it, and if you just think about it from the perspective of like, what would you want somebody to write about you if, you know, you were gone? I kind of wrote what I would want it to say. And from there, it kind of opens you up to thinking a little bit more objectively about who you are, what drives you, and what matters like what are the things well, that give you purpose you know i mean you said that and it's dark but now i'm thinking about it if you think about it how do you want to be remembered that's you that would be what makes you you it's pretty cool it's it's like starting from the end and go back yeah but i i think that's that's very compelling that's a very interesting way to begin the process of developing a personal mission statement yeah like starting at the end and working backwards and I don't know if you do this every 10 years, how that changes. I'm mm -hmm. sure it does. But I think it's an interesting way to even just look at how you start living your life and things that you do differently. Sure. Because if you start thinking about, you know, you just have more of like a kind of guiding principles mm -hmm. of what matters and what you want to do more of, do less of. Right. But what would your mission statement comprise? Like, how would you? Do you want to just hear mine? Yes. So what it comprises, and I don't know if this is formally what a mission statement is supposed to be, but I'll read you mine. And it's corny. Like, this is probably very corny. Mm -hmm. But my mission statement was to be trusted and relied on by my colleagues, friends, and family to show up better than the day before and to inspire those around me to do the same. Approaching every opportunity with an innovative spirit and authentic heart. And then I had a subsection here that was to strive to approach situations with an optimistic mind and a vigor to always find a better way. And then I just put some, I guess, principles, mm -hmm. honest, reliable, authentic, innovative, and fun. So for me, those were kind of like guiding principles. And at a high level, what is it that I'm going to be driven to do? And it's not that every single day you embody every single part of that, right? Right. But it's like at least having a big picture vision for what I want to be and what I want people to think of from how I show up, at least with that in mind, it helps you to kind of filter what you do and what you don't do and maybe give yourself a little bit of a grade at times to say, okay, that was not really aligned with my mission. Right. Do I, better. I, I think I love what you wrote. I, I literally love what you wrote i think that's fantastic does it sound like bullshit or would you say it's pretty no. that i'm doing an okay job and I think you're, you're, <laughs> you're minimizing your you kind of minimized it i think it's powerful i think it's amazing and i i really really like that because it's easy when i say easy it's simple straightforward you don't have to walk through a maze to figure out what you want but i, I like it a lot and it so it speaks to 
how you want to approach your life, what others can expect from you, and then a little bit about your personality, the fun and all that. And I'll tell you something interesting. When I started my career, I was an accountant because, again, my boss at the Army-Navy store when I was in college yeah. kind of you know made fun of me because I was going to be a history political science major, and he was like, you're never going to make any money. You should be an accountant, blah, 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 and I go into accounting. When I, I spent six years in accounting and decided I didn't want to do that, but I have to tell you, when I left and started my own business, in the back of my mind, I actually felt I was a failure because I, I felt, well, why couldn't I make a career? Why didn't I want to make a career out of accounting? You know what I mean? I can probably tell you why. Why? It's <laughs> a lot of numbers. That's oh, not so fun. <laughs> No, but you like you know, talking to people. It's exactly. like, this I can't the, picture you being usually like, you know, I'm so sorry for, you know, I'm, this is not, no, no disrespect right. to accountants because there are many that I love very much. And I, I love the people that get us money back at the right time of the year. Right. <laughs> but you are a very outgoing guy, you know, interpersonal, social. Like, yeah. And, and, and I'm going to tell you not one Not quite more. as colorful right. as a butterfly, but you're, you know, you're social. Well, yeah. I mean, I may have boring glasses and boring clothes but you know. yeah but accounting that's a lot of time that's spent in books and numbers and yeah and and behind we the stereotype scenes. i met great people and they were a lot of fun or whatever i'm just talking about the job itself you know to do the job and i have to just tell you this brief story when i was in the cpa firm so now i'm like 23 years old i had an opportunity somebody that i knew said that their father, who owned the business, was looking for a new accounting firm. So I went and said, well, let me see what I can do. And he said, oh, great. Let's go together. And we went together on a sales call, right? Christina, I was in heaven. Like, first of all, I had been so used to working all day. I never was out on the road. We went out on the road. We went and called on this place. He spoke about what they could do. On the way back, we stopped for lunch and we got back to the office about three o'clock. I was on cloud nine. It was like so exciting to go on this. I didn't realize it was a sales call at the time. But it was so like, you loved to be on like the outside journey oh and out of the office and yes. like kind of like shaking hands with people. Yeah. And I remember I came in on this high that it was so much fun. And and then the other partner came over and said, yeah, how you doing on those? And I had this pile of work, like one tax return after another and this stuff to do. And I was like, I'm picturing oh. like office space when it, yeah. he's like, where's those TPS reports? Well, that's what it was. I was like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm getting, like he didn't, the other partner didn't care that I wasn't in the office. It was just like, you know, I need those three returns. And I, I had to work till like seven o'clock to get it done. And I just realized my glow, my happiness and all that was in the sales call and in the, you know, helping the partner figure out how are we going to approach it? What are we going to write the proposal? What were they interested in? What were they not interested in? That was all exciting and not my work. But yet when I left the profession about three or four years after that, I, I felt like I was some type of a little failure. But if I had done, the reason I've told you all that is if I had done a mission statement, if I had looked inward and realized what turned me on? What made me excited? What pumped right. me up? I would have not had any regrets about leaving. But I think that's also, so that's kind of like part of the generational difference in how your generation, and this doesn't speak for everybody, but I right. think it's kind right. of a broad brush statement, how your generation approached life and mm -hmm. business and how my generation does. Mm -hmm. 
because I think that my generation spends a lot more time thinking about and is able to dedicate themselves a lot more when they're acting with purpose and mm -hmm. when they're inspired by something. Right. Whereas your generation was a little bit more of like workhorse, like this is what you do, this is what I committed to, and you know, head down, get it done. Yes. And you felt like a failure because you weren't fulfilling an ideal or a vision that somebody else had for what success is or that you thought you had for what success was without realizing you were maybe failing because you were doing the wrong thing. Whereas I think my generation spends a lot more time thinking about what's the right thing, probably yeah. because we I, watched you guys work your ass well, well, off and just, you know, yeah, but, looked, but, looking for more fulfillment than sometimes the previous well, generation true. had. And, and yet, obviously, I did it anyway because, as we've talked in the past, I didn't want to live my life doing something I didn't like just because that was what to do. But I did it. But I'm in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, you know, what was wrong with that? But I did make the right choice. For me you know i did go off and start my own business and you did and, you know, and do all that yeah so you probably were without being as formal as saying okay i'm gonna write my own obituary and i'm gonna really think about happy. this you just knew you weren't happy <laughs> yeah. you knew you didn't you know something didn't feel right and you went out on that call and maybe that was the first time you were inspired to say the vision for my future is somewhere else right and i remember my dad who was i mean he was a pilot on the side and he was a salesperson by day and even when I went into accounting, he, he used to tell me, well, that's great. Just remember that you can't account for anything. It's guys like me that sell it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and after I went into my own business, I remember him telling me like, you know, oh, so you're out, you're, so you're selling. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like foot in your mouth. Yeah, right. What, right. Wait, what were you saying about <laughs> accounting? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I, I think it's, um, it's not to say that every single job you're going to be inspired every day because that's no, that's no. you know a lie but i think also for me having my personal mission statement and having kind of the vision for what what i do find rewarding i'm able to look at anything i'm, I'm doing because like my mission statement's not about work it's about everything oh, it's about, it's you, about right? you know colleagues friends and family so it's it's mm -hmm. just about everybody that is a part of my life and how i show up but I think that you're able to look at all of the opportunities that you have within the job that you do, within the things that you do for fun, and look for ways to make them more rewarding. Right. Or so. You know, how did you How align. did you start? What are some of the questions that you asked yourself in order to generate that? So I talked a little bit about the writing your own obituary, as dark as it is, and then you know also it's just kind of thinking about starting from the end. So. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is thinking about how you want others to receive you because mm -hmm. what you put out there isn't always what people receive, right? I think there's sometimes misalignment from what you think you're saying to what people hear. So a lot of it is just trying to be really objective about what a what would you want somebody to say about you if you weren't there? Not that it's important what they're saying about you when you're not there, but just for you to start thinking in terms of what would I want to see in myself. So it's being honest with yourself, I think, about who you are, about why you do things, who you do them for, mm -hmm. and what brings you fulfillment, I guess. And also think about things that, you know, 
we all have some faults. So if there's certain things that we want to do better, like execution is something that I strive to do better. So I always look at, you know, I want to show up better than the day before because I'm yeah, not going to be perfect, line. but yeah. I want to do better than I did yesterday. And I want to improve. And I can't say that everything I do is ever going to be perfect. But if I at least approach things with optimism and if I approach things to try and find a better way to try and do better myself and with authenticity, which is probably one of my number ones, is I mm -hmm. just always want to be authentic in what I'm doing. So you're being authentic to how you want to operate right. and be. While we're talking, I was thinking about you know some questions that I would ask myself because this literally, no, no lie, this podcast has just energized me to write my own mission statement because I did not have one. Yay. Yeah. And I, I Here made I some notes. Here I am notes. teaching you things, Dad. You are. Always. First time. Always. No, 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 no. In almost 34 years, I have, finally have taught you something. I said in the Father's Day that episode is true. that we all learn more from our children and from you than from anything else. That's true. Um, mostly patience. But uh, I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just, I made some notes just briefly, and I want you to. Like I'm bouncing them off you yeah. because I'm gonna Shoot. I'm gonna work on this. So what do I find myself doing that I enjoy doing? I think I should write down the things that I enjoy doing. I agree. Okay. And then there's two more questions I wrote down and tell me if I'm wrong. Why does what I just wrote matter? And who does it matter to? I think those are two of the most important questions because the 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 first two are very much about you just trying to figure out what drives you like mm -hmm. what are the things that you enjoy yeah. and what inspires you so right. kind of like that sales call that you went on so you yeah. would write down like I'm motivated when I'm around other people or I enjoy making connections well you know what? I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no, you, but, but one of the, I think one of the things that excited me was how I could improve that potential client by our services like you know, oh, you, you're not getting this, this, and this. You know, we can, we can do this. You know, I know it's really yeah, simplistic, and you're, and you're so your mission statement wouldn't be about selling something, no. but it's about solving problems, and you and helping make people better because they met me and we work together. Right, their life or their business or their process is better because of me. And I could see your mission statement saying something about the fact that, like, I'm alive when I'm re-engineering a process and yeah. finding a way to make others other people's lives and businesses or situations better better yes yeah so like something like that yeah. and it could be okay. big picture it could be I, that's why i like this because it can translate into what you do professionally but it mm -hmm. also is like a lot of this is just how you approach everything in life like i love i, I love people and i like being able to help people, mm -hmm. maybe sometimes to a fault, you know, sometimes no, no, people, similar, right? sometimes you try and help people and they don't want help and you're just or annoying, you're, but or you're taken advantage of. Maybe. No, not me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> maybe you, Dad. Yeah, maybe me. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> but no, it's true. Like, so sometimes to a fault, right? And mm -hmm. positivity too. Sometimes positivity could be misconstrued as you have no depth and you're always happy. That's not the, the case. It's just right. that you can choose your mindset for things. Right. But um, let's keep on this and maybe we can end with, so. with a final mission statement for you. Not on this episode, but right. you'll yeah, have good. to follow up with it. Maybe when well, we start gonna... our next one, you can share with our listeners. Well, now I have homework because I got to do it. Well, and I would like to give everybody that's listening a little bit of homework. So challenge our listeners to think about your lives think about what 
brings you enjoyment? And what would you want your obituary to read? So if you started at the end and then it allows you to live your days with a little bit more purpose and a little bit more direction and clarity. You know what? Put that in a in a review on whatever podcast site you're listening to. Listen, yeah. Listeners. Let us know let us know how creating a mission for yourself yeah. impacted and you how write, you were able to live. Correct. And you can write to us also directly on uh, www.morningcoffeeandmimosas.com. You can actually write to us. This is a good point because we don't, you know, we're, we're just getting started in this whole podcast game mm-hmm. and I don't know where this goes. We're just having such a good time, mm-hmm. but it's really cool to hear feedback and it's yeah. really, it's been one of the most rewarding parts of it up to this point. I would say number one, dad has been just getting to learn about different things I never had. We never <laughs> talked about, you know, so no, it's, it's I've I've really developed a new respect for just the wisdom that you have that that you've brought into everything. But the other thing has just been seeing people and hearing their feedback and the fact that this actually is resonating with people. It's On our first episode, I was like, you know, no one's going to listen to this. This is just something fun that we're doing. But it seems like, you know, there are people out there that this is uh, striking a chord with, and that's well, we're, super we're rewarding. Every so. episode, our listenership is growing, and, and we have all of you listeners to thank for that. So. Yeah, so thank um, you, and let yeah, us know what you want to hear more about, and let's keep the conversation and, going. And I'm going to close with something that hit me uh, while we were talking. It wasn't me. I didn't hit you. You, you didn't. No, you're, not, you're not close enough. But and it has to do with my new glasses. <laughs> <laughs> your, your new old school frames. Old, right, that look like I don't have glasses on. But related to mission, it literally, what you talked about literally resonated with me and relates to the glasses. So I got my, the previous glasses six years ago, waited way too long to. I don't, I have get. perfect vision, so I'm not really sure what the appropriate time frame is for Well, the appropriate time pa- frame is when, which is what I was experiencing. I no longer could see the computer screen without you know, squinting or something and having trouble reading. And when I would drive or, you know, I'm farsighted, so which means that I generally can see far, but I can't read without the bifocal part of the glasses. Yes. Yeah, so whenever we so, messed with you, we just did it right in front of your face, not from far away. Right. And I couldn't tell. But so, I, you know, over the years, you don't quite notice, but then you start realizing, you know, I, I know that's a sign, but I have to get closer to see it, you know, and I was having more difficulty reading and so on. So what I do, right? You go and go to an optometrist and you get your eyes examined and they give you a new prescription. Think about that in relation to mission statement. If I'm going to go back to the glasses, if you're further away and I have my old glasses on and I can't see you, do I yell at you that you're out of focus? So get your butt closer to me so I can see you. You have. Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the point is, it's up to us to correct our vision. It's up to us to correct our mission, to to be authentic, as you said, to ourselves and the world. We will see the world as it should be seen. It's not up to me to force the world to change and bend to my my. Man, that's powerful. So How do you always do that? <laughs> I just came up. <laughs> you just came up with that. Well, right? that's, so, that's as profound as it comes, and that well, sounds like go. a good point to end on. I think we end on that because I'll, I'll probably screw it up as I, if I keep talking. So. <laughs> 
But this was great. Thank you, Christina. I've learned something. I will be uh, homework, Dad. My so as we so, start our next episode, maybe we'll give our listeners a teaser of your personal mission right. statement. I love giving you homework. So listeners, you and I both have homework from dear Christina here. <laughs> yeah, come up with your personal mission, and it's corny as hell, but just do it. You'll I will enjoy, do it. You, it, you will be better for it. All I right. promise. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now. Go and make a difference in your world.